In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. In today's gospel from John, Jesus lifts up a familiar metaphor, God as our good shepherd, the same motif immortalized in the psalm we prayed this morning. And as Jesus so often does, he takes a sacred image and cracks it wide open, challenging us with unexpected and disruptive truth. If we listen closely, we discover Jesus is not saying quite what we think. Oh, we believe Jesus when he says he is the good shepherd. We carry our concerns to him, ever our defender and deliverer. We seek Jesus' blessing in our daily lives, trusting in the promises of Scripture. Our creeds and liturgies extol the mercies of this Savior we dare to follow, even if we don't fully comprehend the ways his rod and staff intend to do more than merely comfort us. Still, times of trouble and tragedy naturally find us leaning into the consolation of this psalm, as have so many people of faith before us. We trust the faithful shepherd who walks with us through adversity, who tips the scales of life in our favor, and whose presence guarantees protection. And Jesus complicates this beloved metaphor of ours, inviting us to back up from that spiritual ledge where we cling tightly to this idea of the shepherd who is strong and courageous, faithful and fearless, generous and gentle, perhaps most especially dear because he is my good shepherd. And so we find the Holy Spirit here once again, prodding us in her holy shepherdly way, disrupting our rituals, beliefs, and theologies that secure God squarely on our side. Three times in this brief passage from John, Jesus underscores the single defining attribute of God. God is the endless outpouring of selfless love. Loving, liberating, and life-giving is this energy that expends itself for another's sake, and gathers itself up again simply to keep on going. If Jesus is the God who lays down his life in inexhaustible love, he is also the one who orchestrates its long-term impact. When he says, I have sheep who are not of this fold, I must bring them also, Jesus is speaking truth. God is the one who grows the flock not us. No clever taglines, no strategic priorities, not even the most extraordinary web presence. Only and always, through selfless love, will Jesus draw the flock to fullness. As his sheep, our task is to surrender to let God remove every obstacle in us that stubbornly resists this wildly inclusive love. Sharing in this generative selflessness of Jesus Christ, by which God's eternal life reveals itself unendingly in and through and for the cosmos, sharing in this indeed will change us. 
and perhaps it may even feel like dying. In the end, it is the only way we are swept up into the risen life of the Good Shepherd. You know, the only line of Psalm 23 that directly references other individuals shows the psalmist extolling God's audacious provision. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I don't think this line means what we like to prefer or think that it means. How might these storied words have resonated with valiant Harlem hellfighter Horace Pippin, I wonder? Did they echo in his heart years later, after his own selfless service in the Great War left him questioning his own country's love? Or maybe, while he was rising to prominence in the art world, an accomplished self-taught painter in spite of racism's legacy in America. Did he imagine fellow black soldiers from that 3rd Battalion of the 369th Infantry Regiment in World War I enjoying that gracious banquet of shepherd right beside him? Or maybe he saw his enemies seated closer in perhaps well-intended and still supremacist clientele of the hotel where Pippin had worked as a porter before the war, or politicians whose racist policies pawned off Pippin's National Guard unit on the French, who were willing to fight alongside the black soldiers in those trenches. Or maybe, maybe even the sniper whose shot permanently cost Pippin the use of his right arm. I suspect it was not just the Hebrew prophet Isaiah who inspired Pippin's Holy Mountain series with its bold renderings of God's dream for a creation reconciled, safely tended by black Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Were Pippin still alive to help us understand the vision he had for these pieces, we might lean into the learnings that are hidden there, at least in the three of the four works that Pippin intended to produce, artworks that visually lift up for us today a provocative image of Jesus, the Good Shepherd. I wish we had that fourth offering that never got to be produced. What would he dare to say to us if Pippin could finish it today? Praying with this prophetic tableau from Psalm 23 is something we do with a fair degree of regularity. And if our praying is faithfully to shape our believing and our living, it will challenge our conceptions of the shepherd's party, where perceived enemies hang out about on the periphery. Such a picture of the Good Shepherd defies the one who laid down his life to break sin's chokehold upon this world God so loves. On the cross, Jesus willingly suffered every desecration human beings inflict on one another. In his own brown body, Jesus already did that unspeakable work of redeeming these wrongs shouting God's unequivocal no to the sinful repetition of such evil. 
The Son of God himself bore the atrocities of all times and all places in order to set us free. And through that liberating power of his own blood, Jesus brings us to sit together at a table not of our own deserving, where God's justice and equity feed us with what we most need. Even on those days when I grieve, all that still seeks to silence the voice of Jesus, calling us beyond the stilted talk that still dominates most of our national conversations on race, I still can dream of that holy mountain where God's kingdom comes on earth as it is in heaven. Thanks to Horace Pippin, I even have a new picture with which to pray. Friends, the good shepherd keeps calling, whispering the good news of God's risen life that wants to transform our communal spaces, our cultural postures, and our sacred images warped by the unholy power that whiteness has weaponized against God's flock. Only Jesus, the good shepherd, can protect us and renew that sense of safety in belonging we are meant to know together within this vast, diverse, and beloved community. Divine goodness and mercy lay bare every fear, suspicion, and hatred hidden deep within us and invite us to our seat at God's table alongside friends, and perceived enemies whom we do not yet know how to love. This week's news, especially as we digest the outcome of George Floyd's murder trial, confronts us with the truth. We have no time to waste when it comes to dismantling our resistance. This refusal to grapple with urgent issues of race in America is a life and death matter, especially for black lives. The voice of the Good Shepherd can be heard in the cries of all who have walked through the valley of the shadow of death for far, far, far too long, simply because of the color of their skin. Jesus, our shepherd, calls us out of these shadows into his risen life. May we exercise the courage to heed his voice. Amen.